This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. Writer Dolan Perkins Valdez knows how to breathe life into history through fiction. She demonstrated this craft in her first two novels, Wench and Bomb. Now she's out with another book that adds deeper meaning to the past. Take My Hand is about a black nurse in post-segregation Alabama on a quest for justice after making a shocking discovery about her patients. The New York Times bestselling author joins us now to tell us more about her latest work. Dolan, welcome to Reset. Thank you for inviting me. The novel is fiction, but loosely inspired by the real-life case of two black sisters who were sterilized without their consent in 1973 in Montgomery, Alabama. They were 12 and 14. When did you first learn about their case? I feel like I've been hearing about their case for years, but really as a footnote, I would watch a documentary and there would be footage of those girls. I would be on YouTube and I'd see a story that was posted on YouTube. I'd see little things about them, but I didn't really start delving into the case and into the story of what happened to them until about seven years ago. And why did their stories stay with you? Well, of course, it outraged me, right? I'm a mom, and I have two daughters, and just the thought of these two young girls having their ability to choose or not choose motherhood taken away from them at such a young age, I found that outrageous. I was also captivated by the fact that this case made national headlines at the time. Every major newspaper in the country ran stories about the Ralphie Weinberger case. But yet many of us in this contemporary moment have never heard of it. Heard about them. But what did your research about their case do to help you write the novel? Well, I discovered this line in the Montgomery Advertiser where the white supervising nurse in defense of what had happened, said that it must have been okay because all of the nurses who worked at the clinic were black. And that line in the newspaper intrigued me because I wanted to know more about those black nurses. I never did find anything specifically about the nurses. I don't know their names. I don't know anything about them. But I was inspired to create my main character, Sybil Townsend, a young woman who has just finished nursing school at Tuskegee, and this has been her first job. And uh, I wanted to know how it would have affected her and what it would have been like to be a nurse working at that clinic and have something like this happen under your watch. And how does Sybil feel about family planning and the clinic she works for in the novel? Originally, Sybil is excited to work there. She thinks that she's going to be giving women in her community a choice about their bodies. Um, And I think this was the national mood. Many women were excited about having more reproductive choices, but there was a darker side to that. And that's what Sybil learns about very, very quickly. And that darker side is that the government and other powerful entities are using birth control and other forms um, of reproductive control to impact the lives of black women across the country. While working at the clinic, Sybil meets two sisters, India and Erica Williams, who are 11 and 13, and they have never even kissed a boy. They are poor, black, and sterilized without their or their family's consent. 
Civil becomes really attached to them. Why? Well, one thing that was really important to me is that I emphasize the fact that these girls were just children. I think often black children in real life are cast as adults way too soon in the popular imagination. And so I felt that it was really important for the reader to understand that they are still children. Although I don't know, uh, with the Ralph sisters, I, I don't know much about what was going on with them in real life. But in my book, these girls are so innocent. I believe the Ralph sisters were also children and very innocent. But Sybil is drawn to them because she feels a need to protect them once she understands what's happening, once she understands that they have been put on birth control at this young age. And the 11-year-old in the book has not even started her cycle yet, and Sybil is outraged by that. Sybil also has an abortion in college before Roe v. Wade made abortion legal in the United States. Why did you decide to have her experience that as a character? You know, I woke up one morning, I was working on the novel, and I had a draft, and I was working through the draft, and one morning I woke up, and it occurred to me that this is what she had been through. And I knew as soon as the thought came in my mind that this was true for her as a character, and it was partially why she wants to work at the clinic, because she wants to make sure that other women don't make the mistakes she did. She also feels strongly about people having reproductive choices. Of course, once the girls are sterilized, the fact that she has had an abortion also factors into her belief that women ought to have the ability to make choices about their lives. And when those girls are sterilized, their choices are taken away from them. You're listening to Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. And that's Stolen Perkins Valdez. We're talking about her new historical fiction novel that just came out this week. It's called Take My Hand, and it's beautiful. And when I finished, I just I felt so connected to the character. The characters really stayed with me. I want to talk some more about Sybil and her background. She comes from a well-to-do, talented 10th Negro family. Tell us about them. Yes, her father is a physician. Her mother is an artist. She lives in the Centennial Hill neighborhood of Montgomery, Alabama. She has her own car. She's gone to college. She's experienced a lot of privilege. Um, Her parents are both members of elite black organizations, such as the Boule and the Link. Um, She is what black people might colloquially call bougie. She has not had a whole lot of exposure to people outside of her world. And um, that was important to me because I, I wanted to make sure that there was a disconnect between my nurse character and those patients that she had to try to overcome. And I've always wanted to write a book that really explored class dynamics in the black community. And once I began to write about this case, I knew that this was my opportunity. And, you know, civil deals with racism. It's 1973. The South, the nurse in charge of the clinic is patronizing at best, um, more likely just suffering from her own uh, racial prejudice. But, yes, you know, there there is class tension that's there. And how does that play out with civil 
becoming close to the Williams family? Well, it plays out because she has to um, overcome some of her own sort of assumptions about the family. Very quickly, um, she realizes that she's not listening to them anymore and that she can't make decisions for them. And uh, at one point, um, the the girl's grandmother tells her, reminds her that... um, she has her own family that she needs to tend to. And so um, I, I thought it was very important for Sybil to have to reckon with limits of what she could do to help and also the recognition that this family had its own dignity, that this family knew what they wanted, this family had dreams and ambitions of their own, and and that really also um, she was receiving as much from them as she was giving to them. And that was really important to me in the book. I find, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Dolan, but on television and in movies, I feel like class divisions within black families, it's really written as such a character. And this was, the relationship here was much more robust and fleshed out and didn't fall into some of the familiar tropes that we see, I think, in in some black movies. Um, Sybil's mother is a painter, but she clearly suffers from an undiagnosed mental illness. Why did you develop her that way? Well, that just sort of emerged, honestly, as I was writing the book. But, you know, to your point about this being a very three-dimensional family, one of the things I really wanted to show, I think sometimes when we've seen black middle-class middle families depicted in um, art or on television, there's often been this uh, pursuit of perfection, this idea that the black middle-class life is somehow better or healthier or, or perfect. But I wanted to show this family that had its own real concerns, real issues. The father is a workaholic. The mother is suffering from depression, and the family is not either recognizing or addressing the signs of that depression. And then in contrast to that, and maybe not in contrast, but in comparison to that, you have the other family, the Williams family, which also has its set of concerns. And so I just wanted to show that every family, no matter where you are on the class uh, spectrum, that every family um, has its own things to deal with. The book is a meditation on motherhood and bodily autonomy. How did you wrestle with these themes as a writer and a mother? Well, I definitely felt very close to my main character as a mother because um, I have two girls, and and uh, and Civil is working to protect two girls. So I I felt very close to her. I felt very close to this experience in that regard. I feel like in some ways um, all of my books have grappled uh, with motherhood, or the the choice, or or the choice not to be a mother even. Um, so I. I think that this is a book that all people who love children, whether they're mothers or not, whether they're parents or not, whether they're male or female, will feel um, 
some sympathy towards. If you love children, if you believe children need to be protected, particularly black girls, then this is a good book for you. The book does some time jumping and it opens and and goes throughout the novel with Sybil older in life and she becomes a doctor and she's reflecting on the past and what happened back in 1973. What do you feel like Sybil is searching for? That's a really good question. I, I think she's not clear what she's searching for. She has convinced herself that she's not going back to receive anything else from those girls. She knows that that family has been through enough. Um, but in a way, she is still seeking, seeking for closure. And she's not only seeking for closure for herself, she's seeking for closure so that she can pass on a lesson to her daughter. And the, the frame of the story is that she's telling her daughter, who is now the age that she was then, about what happened uh, 40-something years ago. So I think, um, you know, one of the things that I'm dealing with in the book is the legacy of these histories. I think sometimes we feel disconnected from these things that happened. They feel so far in the past, but many of us were alive during this time. Um, some of the people who, uh, the, the lawyer, for example, who argued the case is still alive. Uh, the, the Ralph sisters are still alive. This happened within our lifetime, and there's a legacy here that I want everybody to think about how does this continue to affect us today? And that's what Sybil is dealing with. You said the title, Take My Hand, represents so much of what you're trying to capture with the book. Can you expand on that? Sure. So the title is inspired by the gospel song, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, originally written by Thomas Dorsey, but made famous by Mahalia Jackson and Aretha Franklin. It is reportedly... um, the favorite song, or it was the favorite song of the late Martin Luther King Jr. And um, reportedly his last words were uh, to instruct his musician, Ben, to make sure to play that song at the meeting that night. I think this is a post-civil rights moment. This is a moment where people are hoping that the legacy of the rights that were gained during the civil rights movement will change something for black people in this country. There's a real faith. Um at the beginning of the 1970s, and there is also, of course, the notion of civil feeling connected to this family and asking them to trust her and this notion of this broken trust. So I thought that the title of the song really um, captured the moment, the place, Montgomery, Alabama, and the feeling of 1973. This is your third novel, All of Them, Take a Nugget from History. Quickly before we let you go, what's on your mind now? Is there another historical fiction novel on the horizon? There is, and um, I'm still working through that that manuscript and trying to figure out what it's about. But I will say that I hope that um, more writers will write black historical fiction, more readers will read black historical fiction. There are so many stories in the archive. It's not even a matter of can I find something as much as it is. There are too many stories for me to possibly write in one lifetime. I really did not expect you to say that you were working on a manuscript. (laughs) I thought maybe you would be thinking about something, but wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, That's Dolan Perkins Valdez, author of the new novel, Take My Hand. Dolan, thanks for your time today. 
Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.